Howdy folks, this is Dr. Zay with your Daily Nerd Devo. I have a love-hate relationship with fantasy novels. Or, I should probably say fantasy series, because it seems like nobody writes just one. I love fantastical worlds and epic battles between good and evil, but these books are long. Like, super long. And that kind of commitment is not always what I'm looking for in a book. When I'm trying to read before bed and my wrists hurt from holding up this book, I'm wondering, should I have maybe just played a video game? Case in point, Brandon Sanderson's Stormlight Archive. The books I've read in that series are really cool, and they have more pages than the actual Bible. And, like the Bible, they are very engaging at times, and in other parts they can feel kind of like a slog to get through. I recently found myself borrowing Oathbringer from the library for the third time in a row, and wondering if maybe I should just read a summary and call it good. But I just got into a new game set within the Stormlight Archive universe, and I love it. Brotherwise Games has something called a Call to Adventure game. It's like a hybrid between a card game and a role-playing game. Over the course of the game, you build a hero, drawing cards and choosing events and companions, and you tell the story of your hero as it unfolds. You can compete with other players, or you can work together to defeat a boss. And the whole time, it's like you're telling a story together. Storytelling is a quintessentially human thing. The stories that we tell define us. They demonstrate our values and our fears. They illustrate what we long for. I'm not saying every story that we tell is good, but I love the potential of storytelling, the power and the distillation of a narrative. It's no accident that the Bible is full of stories. The oral tradition of passing on stories was huge in the ancient world, and since the Bible was written out of those eras and cultures, it reflects that value for narrative. It's not just a book of directions for how to live. It's not just laws to keep or pithy sayings. There's definitely some of that, but it is largely a narrative, a big story, made up of a bunch of smaller stories. And the way we read it as Christians sees the whole grand story pointing to Jesus. In Isaiah 26 and 27, the nation of Israel has been exiled from the promised land. They were given this gift, a place to call home, and then they lost it. And in the midst of that exile, they tell the story. Isaiah 27:1 says, In that day, the Lord will take his strong sword and punish Leviathan, the fleeing serpent, the twisting serpent. He will slay the dragon that is in the sea. It's almost mythological, right? Picturing a hero slaying a dragon with a great sword. It's a story, but there's actually a lot going on here. When you hear the word Leviathan in Isaiah, it's supposed to activate your imagination. You think back to the beginning of the story, to Genesis, where darkness ruled over the face of the deep. The waters there represent chaos, and Leviathan is like the ruler of that chaos, the chaos monster. The creator God comes in and sets boundaries for the waters. He brings order to chaos, taming the waters, defeating the chaos monster. Leviathan is like a sea serpent. Sometimes it's pictured having seven heads, and sometimes it's even called a dragon, but it is always symbolic of chaos, that force working against God's order. See, God brought order to the world by creating life. Life is God's order. So we might also think of Leviathan as that force which is working against life. So this verse in Isaiah flashes back to the beginning of the story, but it also flashes forward to the end of the story. Isaiah says, in that day, which makes us think of the great day of the Lord, some future reality where evil is ultimately destroyed. 
Revelation 12 talks about it using deeply symbolic language of a great serpent or a dragon being struck down. We might also think of Genesis 3, the son of the woman will crush the head of the snake under his heel. This is how the Bible tells stories, multiple layers of depth and meaning connected through strong imagery and symbolism. On one level, the people of Isaiah's day are stranded in exile and they're awaiting a literal deliverance. On another level, they hearken back to the creation of life, God pushing back the chaos. And on still another level, the story looks ahead, foreshadowing the kingdom of God in its glory. The Bible is a deep story. I love how interconnected it is and I appreciate how powerful it is. But the best part is that it's not just someone else's story that we're reading about. This narrative compels us to become a part of it, the movement of the kingdom of God on earth. This is also our story and we get to live it. That's all the time we have for today. If you want to hear more nerdy devos every day, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And come hang out with us on our Facebook group, The Nerd of God Squad. I'm Dr. Zay, and until next time, I just want you to know there's no shame in reading fantasy on a Kindle. Okay, it's fine.